0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Music and Moonsaults. I am your host, Chris Bordine, and on today's show, the Wrestling Wayback Machine for the month of May 2021, as my cat jumps up next to me to say hello, say hi Bissette. Anyways, uh, Joe Holbert is back on the show, uh, and we are going to talk TNA Sacrifice 2006. Um, Joe, will you get down, please? Jeez. So unprofessional. Uh, Joe's, this is third, uh, Joe's third time on the show. He, uh, of course, was here for the WrestleMania draft a couple months ago, and he was on back in December, uh, to talk about, um, the, uh, Starcade 2000. Um, So I asked him to come back on and, uh, and talk some TNA with me and he was up for it. And it's a real fun conversation as always. Uh, Joe's, Joe's a pro. He's a great dude. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just a good time. So if you could, uh, give this video a like, uh, and subscribe to the channel if you have not done so already, uh leave a comment if you so uh so choose. That'd be greatly appreciated as well. Um also uh the audio is available if you go to anchor.fm backslash uh Christopher dash bordine five uh and it'll they'll they'll point you where you need to go as far as uh Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all that good kind of stuff so without further ado take a quick quick little break and joe will be on to talk tna sacrifice 2006 keep it rolling all right ladies and gentlemen uh please welcome back returning uh to uh, the music of Muselt's channel, uh Joe Holbert from the Distraction on Fightful. Joe, how are we doing today?
1: I was just thinking there, Chris. You know, this is my—I think it's my third appearance. Right? We include the draft. It is a lot less hair this time. For me. Yes, I—I—I I, I, I wanted to thank you. I—I uh, I thanked you in the
0: DMs, but I want to thank you now <laughs> in public for for doing that. So now I have
1: the best looking hair on screen. I, I appreciate. That's it. no, that's fine. That's fine, man. If, but you know. I, I thought about it, and that was my main reason. Like, I was like, let's no, let Chris get, Chris get the best hair on this upcoming sacrifice for you. I'm going to get rid of the hair. But yeah, no, it's i uh, I'm just glad to be here, man. It's fun. You know, we did... It's interesting as we get into this, I think we can discuss this, but this show to me is the complete opposite of what we reviewed last time, where it's, like, pretty steady and in the middle. The last show we reviewed was firmly on one end of the scale, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. we'll get into that. But it was fun. Yeah, yeah. I, uh... I had, uh... Well,
0: it grew because i was upset at the the peacock uh because they had taken uh all my beloved 2001 content it wasn't loaded at first and so i was very upset so i'm like screw those guys i'm not reviewing any w you know anything that would be on the peacock i'll i'll go to the tna route uh and i knew of anyone than i i know of my wrestling friends who would be willing to talk TNA? You would probably be at the top of the list. So
1: it was an <laughs> like, insult,
0: but yeah, uh, not, it's not though. Like, look, <laughs> yeah. especially this era, two thousand six uh, TNA. Mm-hmm. I, I have this like kind of like you with late, you know, like you w- when we did the the Stargate two thousand. Like right. you have you have sort of that sick like like love hate for that era. Yes. Like yeah. I. I have the same thing for TNA from like Oh four when the, the impact show started on the Fox sports uh, affiliates Mm -hmm. all the way through probably, you know, the, when they, they tried to start the Monday night wars up again in 2010, like those, those six years or so though, I was really into TNA because they're interesting that they like, they had both feet, you know firmly and different like they had they had all the a bunch of people that you recognize from before and then they also had like the the next generation of, of top guys right. Um. yes so it's, yeah, it's a real
1: interesting Definitely. time and a real interesting company it's, it's almost you know and obviously we'll go match by match but yeah. like talking generally and I came to the same conclusion you just pointed out there where it's like you have this kind of oh it's very much WCW you know when you have guys like Steiner, Jarrett, Sting but then also you have these guys that at this point are still working Ring of Honor and they're like the hot indie guys mm-hmm. like a Joe and AJ Daniels mm-hmm. i guess Daniels at this point is like 40 which is incredible <laughs> but i it's a strange promotion i talk about it a lot on twitch but it's if you said to me what's tna's peak that i think that's one of the most difficult questions in the history of professional wrestling because i I don't really know, right? Like, I mean, I think there's a lot of good on this show, but there's I also understand. some bad. Yes, and it's I I struggle to think of an era, and I know that all wrestling, Chris, as we both know, all wrestling has good and bad, right? Mm-hmm. But with TNA, it really feels like a violent split at all times. Yeah. I never know if they really tick the boxes fully in a way that maybe a a '96 WCW did or a. 2000 rwf did right they're just sort of they're tna man they're all over the yeah. shot right that's what they do like, it's interesting though
0: it's fun to watch I, I believe i believe it was you on a twitch stream you said uh uh something to the effect of tna was wcw's shitty cousin or something like that
1: yeah yeah i mean, uh, you know because we were talking about impact right and legacy and yeah i, I, I always struggle because here's the thing i never want to be the lol tna guy because right. I look. i don't believe you know right. wrestling is wrestling all promotions are dumb it's wrestling mm-hmm. but at the same time when you really sit back and kind of look at what they brought to the business it's like well i mean they sort of they did the cruiserweights and put an x on it mm-hmm. you know I mean, there's not there's not a lot of jobs on the page they are very much the kind of shitty you know like family member that no one talks about of yeah. wcw yeah. um but hey a lot of great talent which obviously we'll get to here. yeah there's that's that, that's talent,
0: never been tna's problem yeah. uh is is a lack of talent? At least like the the actual quote unquote TNA run. Um, you can mm-hmm. you can you can make the case probably once they made the switch over to Impact. There were times, especially when you couldn't find them to watch them, uh, where maybe they were lacking a little bit in the talent department. But for the most part, this is, again, especially in this era, whether it was you know the stars of of old or or the future, like they never had a lack
1: of talent. No, they didn't, and I, but I think it's really interesting, and you know this because you see like me on Twitch talking all the time, so I apologise, but I, I'm i always fascinated by their inability to sell pay-per-views, mm-hmm. you know? So I looked up, this event is reported at around twenty to 25,000 buyers, and you just think, how? I mean, I don't know what their TV numbers were at this time, Chris, but, I mean, they're on Spike. Yes. So it's like... They should be doing more than twenty five thousand pay per view
0: buyers. Do, that's true that you know? in perspective. That's a little bit more, a little bit over twenty five percent of what November or December to this member did, because that did like ninety thousand. <laughs> yeah, and that's like and that was a
1: catastrophe. <laughs> that's
0: <Yes>. generally considered <laughs> the worst pay per view of all time. Like, right?
1: So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's like if you look at. The AEW ratio of TV viewers to pay-per-view buyers—the TV number is way lower, and the pay-per-view buyers are way up. Yeah. It's the audience has just changed. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, this is pre russo too, which is hilarious because I make a joke about him on here, which we'll get to. But yeah, they just never quite convinced their the audience to pay money, which is fair. I don't know. it's, we'll see. it's in between
0: Russo, right? Because he was there at the the, the very yes. beginning, and then left, right. and then came back, and then left. Yeah, like he mm-hmm. he played hokey pokey with TNA for. He so did, many yeah.
1: Years. He, I believe he he comes in like six months after this. Okay, so it is a different time. I, uh, I think you can tell it's more it's more wrestling than when Russo gets outside. Oh him,
0: yeah, so for like, sure, for we, sure. Yeah. I actually went uh, two months before this pay per view, uh, which we're we're covering sacrifice. I should probably get this out of the way. We're covering sacrifice two thousand six, mm. uh, yeah. which uh, which happened uh, May fourteenth two thousand six uh, at the Impact Zone down in Orlando, uh, two months prior to this, I, me and blue tick Matt and a bunch of his, uh, buddies from school. Uh, it was actually, it was St. Patrick's day. It was Matt's birthday. Uh, we went to a TNA house show. They did one in, uh, suburban Detroit. Uh, and it was a really, really cool show. Um, I, Joe and AJ wrestled, which I mean, uh, was, I mean, that can't be bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> ICP wrestled uh, Team Canada
1: <laughs> yeah, that can be bad <laughs> <laughs> that
0: can be they, they did a funny spot where uh, somehow Scott Damore's glasses got knocked off his face and he ended up giving a Canadian destroyer to
1: one of the members of Team Canada it was ridiculous wow, that sounds great <laughs> it was the one will say is, is I mean we, I've already got my dunks off around here, but I will say everyone and I, I experienced myself their house show experience has always been critically fun. Yeah. Now, they didn't fill those arenas much, but yeah. people that went, everyone says it, they tried their hardest, they worked hard, four Ash as a host, whoever mm-hmm. it may be, Don West always moved merchandise. Like, they always were a great show. You know, it's just unfortunate they couldn't get out more. To be That's the real shame. Of yeah, it, they but, didn't. I yeah. mean,
0: they they played a, a a junior hockey arena Uh, is where this was at. So... Yeah, not yeah. not exactly the you know a big, uh, big place, but um, I think their first, if I'm not mistaken, their first pay per view outside of the Impact Zone was also in Detroit. I think it was in that same building. Uh, Bound for Glory 06, I think. Wasn't that I want to say you're one? correct?
1: Yeah, I think I watched that like pretty recently. I think you're correct. Yeah, yeah. I I am. Um... Because I seem remember Rhino and Christian doing like Detroit Street Files or, or something of that ilk. Yeah, you, you know, you, you mentioned the Impact Zone, and I, I know. Again, like I, I apologize, Chris, because I'm, I'm all over the place. No, that's, it's, that's it's fine. It's I love this. So, so, um, I just, I said this on our live stream. I, I find it puzzling. It never looks quite right. These shows, to me, no. <laughs> you know, you have these. I understand, I understand you're limited because you have basically 400 people in the studio or maybe six, 800, I don't know what it is, but it's not a lot of people. And, they're, you know, they're there and they're, they're into it and they're having fun, especially this time. Later on, it gets really kind of dark. Yeah. But it all looks very, um, I don't know. I, I think if I was being complimentary, I would say it looks gritty and kind of edgy, but it kind of just looks, it looks flat. There's no atmosphere yeah. to the place, you know. Yeah. It really stands out when you go back to a pay-per-view to me. I don't know. What yeah. do you think? Am I on this? No, I th- I think you're right. Like it's, I, I
0: mean, Bischoff talks about it all the time on his podcast, yeah. whenever they cover TNA, like he, he desperately tried to get them out of the impact zone, like any chance he could, because it's just, a, it's just a matter of, I think, and you know, you, you equate it to like NXT today, pre pandemic with full sale, huh. but at least with full sale, Yes, it was maybe not aesthetically pleasing to the eye, but you knew that the people there were there to see NXT and they were rabid for that product. Not always Mm -hmm. the case with um, the TNA crowd at, you know, Universal Studios Orlando. You know, a lot of them are, you know, just there and they come inside to get out of the heat. And uh, oh, there's a wrestling show. I guess
1: we'll watch that. Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy to think, but it's the truth. I so. I think the biggest thing, it's a real shame they couldn't get out more for the pay-per-views, you know? Yes. It, it really feels it's one thing to take your TV and you know it's a it's a cheap way to do it. But man, when you when you lock into a pay-per-view like this, it's like, wow, this is just the impact so Yeah. It's it's hard, you know, it's hard to make it look special. But the match card on paper at least, um, as you see when it's open, like it's yeah. there's, a there's a lot here. I didn't I
0: didn't look at the card beforehand. I'm just like mm-hmm. I saw what the pay you know I, I looked to see what the pay per view for May of that year was and I, I was like okay cool, and then I just sat down and watched it and to my surprise you know they do the they always had great openings there the yep. voice the guy who did the voiceovers for TNA had had a great voice, um and it always was like, so made it sound so dramatic and cool and I always loved their their opening packages uh but then yeah. Then I hear, all of a sudden, I hear Liger's music, and I'm like, holy crap, here we go. Like, this is awesome. Um, so the first match is Juice and Liger versus P.D. Williams. Um, can you explain the 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 idea and the point system of the World X Cup,
1: Joe? Because I sure as hell <laughs> no. can't. I was so confused. And then later on, there's like a 16-man gauntlet. It's all so, it's so daunting. There's so much going on. Yeah. All I knew was, I thought, okay, we've got Liger, we've got Petey, this should be good. I, I must say, in before I go any further in defence of these two gentlemen, I think I got carried away with how good I thought this match would be. Yeah. yeah, It's, it's fine, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's, you, you see Liger and you're like, oh, we're about to get... It. It's like, no, not really. He's resting in the impact zone. He's, it's fine. Yeah. Um, Pete Williams is really interesting because he really was like a centrepiece of the X Division. Mm-hmm. And it feels like he's one of those ones that's fell through the cracks of history to me. And he's still there. I think he's a producer. He wrestles sometimes. But when you hear people talk about the great exhibition guys, it seems like he falls off the list more than not, which is unfair, I think, in some. I mean, the Canadian Destroyer Man, say one that thing was over. Well, yeah, I, I was, that was say, that
0: was, that was the move. Like, that was... I remember yeah. the first time I saw that, I lost my mind. Um, mm-hmm. That was it's like anything else, you know, it was like the, it's like the DDT was way back in the day, you know, like it's anything like that. It it happens. Unfortunately, it seems like as as the business uh, evolves or devolves, however you, you know, whatever your point of view is, um, (laughs) But yeah, like that. Yeah, that, and you can tell by the crowd reaction. Like now, when someone does a destroyer, that you get a few oos and ahs. But it's you know, it's like right. eh, whatever, unless it's some crazy one like on the the apron or, or something like that, or or it's bad bunny or <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs>
1: something. Right, about, bad bunny, yeah, yeah, there you go.
0: Something unexpected, but for the but here, like. He set up, you know, he didn't hit it in this match, but he sets up for it. And the crowd, you know, even that crowd is like, oh, we know what's coming. Like, this is really cool.
1: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, you know, I think he was very good. The thing with Liger is, and I'm not an expert on this, so I apologize if I'm wrong, but I believe this is a weird time in his career. I, I think this is when he's done his heel turn. He's wearing the all black. Mm-hmm. It gives me big time, you know, I think I've become used to, the new japan guys coming over and working these hot ring of honor shows of maybe five years ago yeah. and, and you know the crowds loved them this give me big time like new japan guy working wcw worldwide vibes, yeah. you know like it's i don't think you can convince Liger it's a big show and he looks out there and sees you know 800 in the. <laughs> event. Yeah. what it was a little clunky early they got into it they, okay it was fine right yeah yeah pd
0: I thought, I thought it was weird they had pd kick out of a liger bomb but then right. you know there's a low blow and well speaking of lo- the low blow like i was like there's no way that's hiroki goto
1: <laughs> yeah, right yeah
0: he's a, he's a young young boy hiroki goto with in all black and stuff like that and really short
1: hair and all that i'm like wow okay that's cool
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: i do love that system i must say you know i think Maybe it's the writer in me and the kind of narrative she can get from it, but there, there is something awful romantic to that system, right? The really up and down hierarchy they build in Japan. I mean, it's, it's wonderful, but it was fun to see him here. Um, yeah. yeah, it was, it felt like a match that was positioned to be a hot opener and ended up being a, a cool opener. Yeah. But it was yeah. cool. It was fine. And, you know, Yeah.
0: You're right. Yes. Yeah.
1: They never seemed to fully click, Um, but which, you know, again, I think what's interesting is, Two things. So, I think there's only one match on here that I would deem to be less than fine. I think mean, the rest of this show, we're going to say that a lot. It's yes. fine. Yes. However, I do think it's interesting. You mentioned the finish of this. They can't help themselves with these finishes, can they? You <laughs> no. know, there's uh, no. everyone's got to do yep. Everyone's got to get hit in the balls. Everyone's yep. falling down. Yep. But, you know, it is what it is. It's American wrestling. It, you know, I, I think I did have like... to, it was even more common back then, right? Yeah. Even yeah. more common. I did like the the post match of
0: of uh, them laying the Japanese flag on on PD because you know that was the the team Canada shtick was draping people with the Canadian flag so this was a nice uh and uh <laughs> shout out to to cassidy uh the uh, the CTU st- uh, faction which was clearly <laughs> yes. like someone in New Japan was got a got a DVD set of 24 finally and
1: was like hey we'll name a stable <laughs> CTU. Yes, yeah, it, I must say, you know, we, we poked fun at the concept earlier, and um, we rightly did that because it makes no sense and it's insane. And you know, there's points, and there's good. yes, but I will say it's funny how much if AEW announced something similar tomorrow, Twitter would lose their mind, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like Japan, Mexico, yeah. But in this setting, it almost feels kind of like it's so undercooked too, and it doesn't yeah. feel like they've really thought about it. Yeah, it's a shame if i said earlier that this show really encapsulates the good and bad of tna honestly that idea encapsulates it yes
0: yes great talent great good idea good concept. great yeah <laughs> just they're like uh not really sure how to execute it so we'll just throw it out there
1: yeah and it gets you know later on it's like wow this is a little much but, yeah but up next we have something actually really great i thought so right. this, we'll well, move well, off
0: for, yeah so so after that they you know we get the the shot of of Sting in his locker room, and S- Samoa Joe in his locker room. You know they're they're teaming up later, and you know can they coexist, Joe? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I must say that whole thing is a. Uh... That's incredible, right? What a trope that has that proved to be. Just more and more. We've got to yeah. get used to it, Chris. It's, going to say, it's only going to come more and more. But yeah. I'll say this much. I actually liked the dynamic with those two on this oh, show. Oh yeah. I really did. I thought it was fun. No, that so, was... you know, it can work. It can work. Just oh, It needs yeah.
0: to have some depth beyond can it, they can. It can guess, work right? in when it's used sparingly. When it's done every week, yes, it loses, yeah. it loses its <laughs> effectiveness.
1: Speaking from experience, as of like, right? Yes, yeah, I agree with you. Yes.
0: Uh, and then, uh, we get an AMW promo. I had, so my intent uh, was, uh, uh, cause you know, we had talked about doing this, like I think mm-hmm. at the end of March, like I hit you up about doing yeah. this. So my intent was like, I was going to watch from the beginning of April through this to kind of get myself, uh, uh, familiarized with what, what, you know, remembering what was going on in this time period. I got one episode, and then life get out in the you know life gets in the way, so that didn't happen. Uh, I completely forgot about uh Gail Kim being like the AMW manager. Uh, and
1: Jeff Jarrett, like she's like, yes. a, he, like it's weird. Yeah, it's I didn't like, remember any of weird this
0: stuff. faction of AMW Jarrett and Scott Steiner with Gail Kim as like the the the, the <laughs> yes. manager,
1: and then <laughs> yes. Jackie weird. Gata
0: is there randomly. Uh, she announces she's pregnant. Uh and then Gail Kim fires her, which I'm pretty sure is illegal. <laughs> but you know.
1: Yeah, I mean in TNA though feels on brand, right? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't feel doesn't feel like a stretch in this promotion, but I'm with you, yeah. But but yeah. Interesting you, segment here. You yeah, very. Very.
0: But uh <laughs> yes, uh this match rules as uh one Sean Ross Sap would say. Um by far the best match on this show, I think. Um I th- I thought for sure that if this was the match where AJ and Daniels win the titles, but obviously it's not. But it's AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels versus AMW for the NWA Tag Team Titles, and my
1: God, <laughs> this was so Look, fantastic. Man, I, I get why we don't talk about his run a lot, right? AJ has had 101 all-time runs. We get it. Well, I understand. Chris Daniels has had you know an amazing team with Kazarian. But even with that being said, we don't talk about his team enough <laughs> because this baby face dynamic of AJ and Daniels is awesome. And they have a great little run here because they end up working LAX. And some I was going to say, I like, just kill it. Yeah. I was going to say they They're win the great, titles man.
0: eventually from a and then pretty much go mm-hmm. right into a feud with LA- LAX for the rest of the summer yes. into the, you know, I think that's at that bound of glory. We were talking about that. It's a cage match between those two.
1: It's teams. killer. Yeah. I and watched it's it recently. Wonderful match um they do some great i love the thing i've probably about this before but i love when the baby face team actually uses their brains and wrestles like a team mm-hmm. you know they isolated i think what i can't remember which member they, they did it too. they always one of them they were working a yeah. body part for a bit it's like mm-hmm. i know that's not where the match is going to go
0: right it
1: tells me as a viewer that they also have tactics mm-hmm. <laughs> which is really really nice aj is just at this point just an athletic the, anomaly the springboard like he does like a clothesline in the corner and springs across yes. the ring like a superhero well, it's incredible
0: and then he does the springboard crossbody like into the third row yeah. over the guardrail um and then yeah aj and daniels had some great tandem offense there was a pele kick into a, a death valley driver combo
1: mm-hmm. that
0: was pretty cool um and then AMW had some good, like, they did like a reverse DDT electric chair.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and man. I just, to
0: AJ, like, it's some great stuff. uh I think James Storm throws maybe the most underrated super kick. Like, his it's man, so James Storm crisp looking.
1: Yeah. Just underrated in general. Well, right? yeah. Like, he's one of those guys that I think people wrongly list as, like, they think of him as a gimmick and a character. And it's like, he is those things, but he can go. Yes. Like, James Storm is so well trained. And I was thinking when I was watching this, and look, you may disagree, I don't know, people will probably split on it, but to me, it's like, it's wild that this is Storm's second best TNA team. Because I it's... prefer Beer Money. Oh, BM. yeah. But, oh,
0: of course. You know, of course.
1: But I think, pe- I feel like people are so down on Bob Rude, they might disagree. Personally, I think Beer is an all time team. But like, no, I. I it's I, crazy. I man. think. He's that good, you know?
0: I think, A, because it's the more recent one. Uh, right. Like, I. Th- I, I don't think AMW gets talked about nearly enough. No, I agree. Yeah, they
1: were they're a core piece of this early TNA stuff. Yes. You know, four years, five years. So yes, I, no, I, I think you're right. I just it's another guy, Storm's another guy that I think, unfortunately, because of the choice he made. And look, God bless him. He made, he went, he did what was right for his family. He got the most money. Yes, was, you know that's that's it. You're a mm-hmm. pro wrestler, right? Yeah. God bless. But what I think what could happen here, unfortunately, is if TNA doesn't would have done recently i've been really happy to see that they'd try to celebrate their own history more mm-hmm. you don't want to go out to be forgotten because man was he good right yes. like just and he's still good mm-hmm. this is 15 years ago it's yeah. incredible but yeah. i really enjoyed this and you know what i enjoyed it so much chris i didn't even hate the finish i did not even hate the finish which i have sense a lot of people would have hated
0: <laughs> well especially again coming off of the finish of, of the first match we get another, you know, screwy finish where there's a, a ref bump. Uh, Gail Kim has was barred from ringside for this match, so to get around that, she goes to the top of the impact zone in the rafters, uh, and she drops a knight's deck in the ring. Um, and then AJ hits James Storm with a Styles Clash and pins him, but then... Uh, chris harris comes from behind and hits him in the back of the neck with the nightstick and amw picks up the victory to retain the titles
1: the visual of the nightstick just dropping in the ring yes where it was wild yes and then it did a cut and i was like oh it's sting oh no go it! You <laughs> know, it, was just, it, was, it was weird um i was very confused what sting had to do i, I will say you know we are very positive back match and right so it's great but mm-hmm. it all, the fact that they were doing terror of doom spots back then mm-hmm. and it's like it got a reaction yeah I can see why they never got rid of that thing. It's still here. We're gonna get those spots forever, but Yeah. No, it was great. I think you had two great teams. Four, four very good wrestlers. Yes. Chris Harris, bless him, firmly supplanted as the fourth nat- like in history and such. But he was great here too. Everyone. Oh, yeah. Was it was a great match. No, he was. I mean, I, I, correct me if I'm
0: wrong. Uh, he gets like world title shots after AMW split yeah. up. Like he, like he's a player, and then he just mm-hmm. you know again he he takes the money uh, i'm assuming it was for more money but he, but he goes to wwe and and
1: you know things just didn't work out yeah, right no. he's i think he's kind of a, a really cautionary tale yes. um yeah it's, it's a shame I uh, you know it's one of those things where it's like i almost i hope it was the money because i have a bad fear and it was an opportunity thing where he thought if i make it big there yeah big eve right we've right. seen that many a time chris yes. it's a big big eve but very big. nonetheless he has this run be proud of it's very good stuff um we get uh i like how the, they
0: they uh, they they do like match backstage segment back match backstage segment like it's very boom 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 um and it just kind of you don't get too much of one thing in a row um We get another Jeremy Borash interview. He's talking to Larry Zabisco, who's, like, head of the championship committee, but then there's another someone else that the TNA management is bringing in, but they won't tell him who, and he's paranoid about it, and Slick Johnson's there, and he's like, well, I heard it's going to be the Ultimate Warrior. (laughs) It's like the thought of the Ultimate Warrior coming in to be an authority (laughs) figure in 2006 is just hilarious.
1: it's wild. So I think he does, he does Warrior Piper and Russo, right? Yes. And unless I'm mistaken, it's it's Cornette, I think is it up here, but yeah, I, you thought, know, other, uh, I thought Cornette was Cornette? already
0: here, but yeah, you're probably. I think yeah, oh, you're okay. probably right. It, it's either Cornette I'm not, or I'm not it, sure, but yeah. it might even be Dusty, because mm-hmm. I know there was a point yeah, where I'm... Dusty
1: was in here too. I think that's before. Okay. I think that's before, yeah, because I, I want to say this is when he comes back and does stuff with, like, Alton and stuff in WWE. Dusty had a hell of a run here in the 2000s. <laughs> yeah. But, I, look, I think, you know, if it is Cornette, we'll run with that as a, yeah. as a bit here. I love the idea of him watching this photo of you and laughing at the idea of Russo, and it's like, little do you know, Jimmy, it's coming, my friend. Like, it's, coming. it's, coming. it's right behind you. Man. But um, Larry Zbysko is, like, kind of fun in this role right mm-hmm. he's fun i mean he's so sticky and over the oh, top yeah. but like he's standing next to a1 and a few with raven like do the shtick have fun with it man it's silly stuff right But yeah, yeah right this was something this was a this is a pretty lengthy segment for a little backstage skit i must say yeah um whatever happened to a1 he
0: just is no idea
1: <laughs> right so team canada was him p.e eric and and uh ruby right yeah yeah and they had a couple I mean, in the
0: gauntlet they had a couple like other members yeah or, like <laughs> yeah, other did, yeah. members but but yeah those are the core that's the core yes whoa well, because
1: i i bet any money that at the time if you'd have asked some of the guys the agents that have said oh a1 he's the, the one group yeah yeah, yeah. he's a1 exactly. <laughs> you know but i don't think it quite worked out that way it yeah. tells me but uh Saying that, this match may have told us why it didn't work out. Yes. Yeah. Raven, no, feels like we're not played, best way to judge it. But yeah, this is uh this is something, this one, right? This is not this is probably the one you'd say falls short of the fine radar that we said earlier. It's probably a little short of that.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, there was a, there wasn't much to this. There's a point where A1 is looking for uh I'm guessing it was supposed to be a gimmick turnbuckle pad. To, to rip off and he goes to all six corners <laughs> trying to find it <laughs> he keeps yanking on him and none of them are pulling off and finally I'm, yeah he
1: gets it it was like oh boy I, I have to say too i know that raven the idea of raven was he was never supposed to be aesthetically pleasing yeah. i understand but this is not his best this uh, raven visual, is just, is it? No. like no like kilt kilt raven was
0: was not yeah uh, not my jam uh uh, raven wins yeah. with the raven effect uh and then there's a pull apart and if there's one thing to get hyped about in 20- 2006 let alone 2021 it's a raven Larry abisco
1: pull apart <laughs> i didn't understand this so yeah. i look again i have i have no context yes. but from what i could gather larry was a chicken shit who was scared of raven mm-hmm. next thing i know he's he's leaping across the ring to brawl with a man it was insane he was kicking he was kicking right. raven's ass It was bizarre, wasn't it? I I didn't get this, but yes. It was very funny seeing Larry do that, but I don't know. didn't work for me. Um,
0: So now we go to another interview. Uh, This time it's Borash with uh, Jeff Jarrett and Scott Steiner. Uh, You can tell it's 2006 because there's deal or no deal references all over the place. (laughs) Um, And then Jarrett says something weird that, uh, like... I, I get what he was kinda of like the when Jericho a few weeks back had the mishap talking about Wardlow, uh, yeah. where he, you know, said he had a you know thirteen cent body and a million dollar brain or whatever he said that wasn't right. Um, he said that staying picking Joe who's undefeated as his partner makes him desperate. I'm like, No, that
1: just makes him smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was another one too where he he had like half a good line mm-hmm. in the wrong context. So, like, he did that thing where he goes, You know, you could have picked Luger and he named some other old guys yeah. and he goes, But they they can't keep up with this TNA game. I'm like, You're standing next to Scott Steiner, dude. <laughs> like, you see, you know, like, it's a good idea, but like, can someone have some self awareness? Scott Steiner's next to you, yeah. Jeff. He's also an old man. Yes. But bless him. Old man with I don't a know, drop foot get. and yeah, all kinds of problems. Exactly, right. Like, I mean, bless him. Scott got booed out of the building. What three years prior in WWE? We're looking yeah. at two, three years. So, yes, yeah. It's again. I mean, it sounds Jeff up, right? And a decent idea, <laughs> just wrong idea, wrong placement of it. But right. Jeff's Jeff's fine in this role. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad you picked a show here, Chris. That wasn't you know the height of NWA Kingpin Jeff because that stuff's not for me. This year, no, I can work with this. this is so. Yeah, great.
0: I was. I, I was gonna.
1: I'll I'll I'll
0: talk about it more when we get to that match. Um, uh, we get Bobby Roode versus Rhino next. Um, man, Scott Demore. Um, from what you know, I ever since they moved back to Thursdays, I haven't caught, been able to catch Impact because it just doesn't work with my my schedule. Right. Um, but when they were still on Tuesdays, like I was enjoying him as the the like head like the person in charge role, but he was so good at being the obnoxious heel
1: manager for team Canada. Like Mm
0: -hmm. he was fantastic here.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm a firm believer in the idea that, you know, we all spend so much time kind of splitting all these wrestlers into categories, right? Like Mm -hmm. this guy's a good worker. This guy, I think there is just a skill of professional wrestling and Scott is just good at pro. Mm -hmm. You know, like whatever you give him to do, he does it with conviction. I agree with you. I think he's wonderful as the authority guy who's mm-hmm. just... He actually seems like he's losing grip of what's going on. He's brilliant. Yeah. And here, as you said, he's a classic old-school Hill manager. He's just good at it, you yeah. know? I'm, I'm happy for him that, you know, he could have easily been another guy that just kind of fell through the... Pit. He's now pivotal. So, yeah. uh, good for him, because he's great here. The match is... Uh, we used that word fine earlier, yes. right? Yeah. Feels so accurate that, on this one. Exactly Very fine match. Yeah.
0: I mean, right, like rhino's never been my thing like i you know the gore's cool but other than that like i've never like gotten rhino i guess um because mm-hmm. i ne i wasn't an ecw guy uh so you know his run there I, I didn't didn't see and you know his wwe stuff was fine but uh so but i i, I you know bobby Rood's great um i forgot that he was using a, a, a lariat to the back of the head for his finisher at this point. Yeah. Uh, um, caught me off guard. Yeah. Yeah. Caught me very off guard. Yeah. <laughs> but again, we get more, you know, more shenanigans and outside interference. Cause the hits Rhino mm. with, uh, the, the hockey stick that the Canadian flag, uh, was attached to, which as a massive hockey fan, I think that's what, what I love most about team Canada is not only did they carry a Canadian flag to the ring. It was, a uh, attached to a hockey stick.
1: Yeah, it does rule. I'm with you. That's great. Um, um I don't know. It's, it's interesting watching this, Chris. I it was exactly what I expected in the sense that it was just a very rigid in structure television match on yeah. Pay Per View, which is fine. Yeah, I do have an interesting kind of I don't know how I feel about base, but I've I've gone on my notes and I think it's interesting. Okay, we agree. Like, well, I, I think the world of Samoa Joe AJ Styles is one of the greatest wrestlers ever, but I think we both agree that if they go to WWE at this time, bad things happen to yes. them. Right? Yes. It does not go well. No, I, I watch Bobby Roode here, and I'm. I feel like he may have been the one guy that he would have got out earlier, had a shot, you know. He's so WWE polished. Like, mm-hmm. he, the way he does the little things, it's stuff that the some of the fans will find boring, to be mm-hmm. frank. I don't. I think it's great. But there's something to it, man. I don't know. It's an interesting one. He kind of feels like a what if in a positive sense. And I don't know. he would have, like, playing that what if, if he wouldn't have went over
0: at this time, he definitely would have been one of the better workers in the company. Because yeah. this era of WWE wasn't necessarily uh, ripe with, with great in-ring action. I mean, you had some guys, you know, Sean was still, Mm -hmm. you know, Sean was in the middle metal in the middle of his better run, in my opinion. Um, And, you know, you had uh, Ray there uh, and, you know, he, who shall not be named was there and Kurt was still there, but he was starting to break Mm -hmm. down. You had some guys, but for the most part, it was very heavy on the entertainment part. And he, one thing I'm not so sure about right here, uh, as part of team Canada, but eventually, I mean, he's, his mic work is gr- He's a great promo.
1: Well, listen, I really dislike the kind of,
0: I know, I, I know
1: I don't have rebranded. to sell Bobby Roode to you. <laughs> no, no, I know. I, I'm with you. I'm glad we can do this. I mean, I, I, I I really dislike the kind of mass rebranding that Bobby Roode is just like he sucks and I just don't. know. Look, it, wrestling is subjective, right? So if you don't like he's in ring, I mean, that's fine, man. I mean, he he's what he is. He's kind of old school. He, some of his stuff isn't great, right? But like you, you're right. The mic stuff is really it feels unheralded. I mean, in NXT, I thought he was a fabulous top heel, was a great mm-hmm. promo in TNA as world champion, though great job. Yeah. I, I agree with your point though that maybe at this time. That element wasn't there, so maybe not. You know, yeah. I, I agree with you. I think Beer Money really brought his personality yes. out in a way that proved proved important and pivotal later on. But yeah, it was fine for it was. I mean, on this show, when you have stuff like a 16 man goal, <laughs> yeah. sometimes nice to have a 12 minute logical little match. It's fine. It, it didn't okay, it was okay. Um, yeah, so uh,
0: Borash interviews Team 3D. Um, this is okay this is so people will criticize WWE and rightly rightfully so about when you have guys such as AJ and you know you know before a couple weeks ago Samoa Joe and all these guys that have history with each other from outside of the company about unless it's on a documentary uh, but on the actual on-screen product they're not they don't acknowledge it. They don't bring it up. TNA is on the completely opposite side of that spectrum. If there is something that happened, no matter how insignificant uh, that happened in the WWE prior to TNA, they will milk that for everything it's worth. And then some case in point, this next match Um, team 3d formerly known as the Dudley boys versus the James gang who were formerly the new age outlaws. Um, I couldn't tell Joe that, did you, did you know that these two teams faced each other only one other time? And it was in February of the year 2000.
1: (laughs) I was half waiting for Mike tonight to say, if you go to HMV, you can buy the DVD of this event. (laughs) I was, I mean, they were going, they said the date, the menu, they they give the finish up, which was a mistake. They should have told me to go and watch it. But yeah, I must say, look, I, I think, here's the thing k is the these are obviously two teams that people remember fondly and rightly so the new age outlaws were so over it's actually like unfathomable when you re-watch those shows you cannot believe how popular they are right they are it's ridiculous and teams really had a great run they are but i must say
0: chris yeah go ahead no i was gonna say in regards to the new age outlaws they and it was all the the pre-match stick. like that's what mm. it was because it's not like i mean billy Gunn, right, yeah. billy Gunn is 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 good And you know, Road Dogg is from from has the has a pedigree from you know his family. Right. But I don't think, especially because they didn't need to be obviously in that era. But like you wouldn't like as work rate guys necessarily.
1: No. No, I I think Road Dogg says himself. Yeah, I think they had their
0: their last run in WWE when they won the tag titles in like 2014. Mm -hmm. I went to a SmackDown. It was a SmackDown after the Rumble where Punk walked out. Um. And the thing I was excited for most was having the new age outlaws come down and I could be in the crowd and, and chant along with, with the ladies and gentlemen, right. like that was the best part of the night for me. Like,
1: no, yeah, you know, I that, like, I, you know, and I, th- I think the thing is, it is worth um, a slight disclaimer. Like I can't, other than the match they have at mania with, with uh chainsaw Charlie and me, mm-hmm. and I, I can't name a match. But, I'll say this in their defence. Um, not that I will willingly do this, but I'm going to do it this time, okay? Here's what, I'm, here's what I'll say in fairness. There was not a plethora of what you would call work great teams when they were no. around, right? So, like, I remember when they came back in that run you just mentioned, they have a little match with the Usos where they drop yes. the belts to them, which is great. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, you know, I, I accept for them, it's like, it's hard. The Dudleys are interesting because they're an objectively great team in terms of what they achieved. They are not ones that you'll go. Let's rattle off our favourite two-on-two Dudley matches, right? They're just not that, and that's fine. But you end up with this weird thing where they seem to view this as a sort of like Clash of the Titans bout of all, you know, the one of the great, and they're doing these sort of stare-down spots, and And I don't think anyone in the Impact Zone really cares. No, because
0: (laughs) it's it's that, but because you can't because they're here under different names like it it loses a big New Age Outlaws versus the Dudley Boys is a lot different than James Gang versus Team 3D. I don't care when it is. I mean, you could yeah. you could announce that match tomorrow and you'd still get if it's New Age Outlaws versus the Dudley the Boys, you're going to get a section of the audience who are who are like, "All right, I'm ready for this." Mm-hmm. Never mind the fact that they're all in their 50s. Uh now, but you know, when if you say say tomorrow the james gang is going to wrestle team 3d Eh, you know yeah
1: no you're right the branding is everything they seem yeah i agree it's a shame because they seem to be they seem to be pretty fired up to have this match it was pretty spirited i mean i've seen some of this road dog billy gun stuff in 10a isn't you know they're not exactly energetic but they're into this it's just it's and i expected to hate this match because
0: of that and i i didn't i didn't hate this match um you know, I thought they worked pretty hard for their
1: standards. I thought they worked pretty hard in this.
0: They tried their best. It yeah. just it is you know. I, I did find it funny. So you know, James Gang comes out first, and they do like the knockoff of the New Age Outlaw intro, uh, and in 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 uh, Road Dog's promo, he's like, uh, he's like, I'm not a Mark. I don't know what my win loss record is. And I'm like, which is funny because like, isn't Bullies shoot name mark like so i thought it was a kind of funny like double entendre there but then like they made this huge deal about how long the pipe that (laughs) because for you those of you who are unaware at no way out 2000 outlaws dudley's for the tag titles uh and Billy is like nurse you can tell like he barely uses his left arm in the match cuz it it, mm-hmm. it he needs surgery cuz it's like the that following week they kick him out of DX um to write him off TV but so to to play on that the Dudleys end up hitting him in the shoulder with a pipe and it's not 4 feet long like because they pull out a 4 feet long in this match and it's the most ridiculous looking thing i'm like it's not the length it'd be like if it was 4 feet thick like that would hurt
1: <laughs> but doesn't it initially I think in the first promo it's claimed it's five. Yes. In, in then the it's video four. Package. And I believe yes. yes. And I believe Mike tonight at on point musters three. They don't seem to conclude, they're not sure. They're not but sure. they just know it's very big. Um yeah. I, I will say I I do think, you know, bliss and the Curse are at the table thing for the Dudleys because they're in here and they're working this like heat segment, and the impact zone just goes, We want tape. And they just start chanting it, and he's like, You're not gonna get them right now, guys. Like yeah. They're in a heat segment. But by the way, it was who was the baby face in this match because I the match would work like the outlaws of the baby Yeah, because Billy made the hot tech, yeah. so it was like, Are they the baby? I didn't think they were the baby face, but maybe I don't know. I didn't I have so no idea, either, but because I was pretty sure Team 3D,
0: you know, when as from the time they came in until. You know, late in the run, I th- I thought they were baby faces pretty much the whole time. Yeah, I agreed. Yeah, but I, then I, I guess again, it was
1: baby face, baby face. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not could sure. have been.
0: It was weird. Um, mm. I was wondering, did Bubba's luggage get lost?
1: Because <laughs> he's a,
0: he's out there in like jeans and a TNA t shirt
1: and like <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, here? man. That was a It was a tough look. For- Honestly, like I don't think it was generous to either of them the looks they got into. Like because Devon gets really. Big, right? Yes. And like, look, I, you know, I'm the one to judge, but like, <laughs> right. it makes for a really weird dynamic because you know you speaking out about branding being important. Uh-huh. There is nothing worse than the channel, the WWF fan that doesn't watch TNA looking on and going, "Oh God, look at Devon!" Like, because it just that is, you know, it's the natural responses. Oh, look at these poor guys now; they've got all old, and it's like, it's you know, that's just the way that perception is reality, right? Yeah. It's it's hard, but um. It worked hard it's yeah. it's you know it's the outlaws Bubba of Dudleys
0: in 2006 you Bubba know? throws a dropped kick uh yeah i did <laughs> sure I, does <laughs> i did enjoy the dueling flip flop and fly spot though with with right. him yeah. road dog yeah, like i thought that was fun but yeah then uh mm-hmm. road dog like i said they pull out this this steel p- lead pipe that's like this long I'm like who what like yeah. yeah, they're like usually like that long. I don't know. It was weird, but he hit Stevon and, and the James <laughs> Gang get the win, so they get their win back, brother.
1: <laughs> they do. At least it wasn't. I'll say this much: I thought this show was very well paced in terms of the right matches getting the right amount of time. Yeah. And this was I don't know what this came in at, but it definitely didn't overstay its welcome. They didn't think this was better than it would have been because it it didn't need any more time, right? They did everything yeah. they could do yep. it at that point. It was fun. Yep. Fine.
0: yep. Uh, we get uh Borash interviewing Abyss and James Mitchell and from here on out I don't know if you picked up on this you could when there's like especially when there's doing interviews you can hear the Spanish commentary
1: team in the background talking okay I, I have a theory on this I don't think it even starts here I think it just gets louder I think I heard it earlier Okay, too. I don't. I just know that I this don't, is when I noticed what... it on one of the ones i want to say christian's promo before the main it is absurd how it yes, is. Yes. Like you can you can hear it so loud and he's yeah it's very um but it's tna isn't it you know it's flesh them yeah. it's stuff uh, like that you just can't accept
0: it it's weird but but basically the gist is abyss and james mitchell intend to murder christian cage in the main event
1: they
0: do i like this act
1: james mitchell was great right it's, yeah. a, it's a cool act
0: yeah, yeah. A little, it's fun a little campy but you know, whatever. Uh right yeah so apparently they on when they when this when they aired this live there was a an issue with the feed during the opening <laughs> match cuz they re, they replay like the last 2 minutes of the Liger PD Williams match uh so that was fun um and then Christy Hemi comes out and I'm like oh, this? man uh and she's going to present the the World X Cup to the winner of this next match which is the aforementioned gauntlet it's basically it's basically a Royal Rumble, uh, but once it gets down to the final two, then you win by pinfall or submission.
1: Yes. And um, like you said, there's 16 it's, guys it's four from each
0: country. Right. Uh, you know, a bunch of people, you know, Puma and, you know, Petey Williams is in it. Chris Sabin is in it. Uh, Sanjay Dutt's in it. Uh, right. eric young's in it alex shelley liger's in it uh Jay lethal was in it mm-hmm. um and if you know a bunch of talent other... pool
1: was not the problem right the talent pool is not the problem no, yeah, no. it's just well it's, it's, a
0: lot. They, it's a lot going on it's a lot going on <laughs> they went they announced that it was two minute intervals and like the first like two people it was two minutes and then they're like screw
1: this we're just going with one <laughs> Right. Yeah, it was, but uh, by the way, you mentioned Christy I have to say, I listen, I, I enjoy the mics now and the Don West. Bless their hearts. You know, they're trying their best. It's the World Cup of wrestling, a yeah. Okay, it's what we, we're trying to yes. and out comes Christy and Don West says something to the effect of Well, there's the only motivation you need. <laughs> She's handing them the trophy, Don. Can we not act like 15 year old boys? It's a World Cup for once. You know, this this craze. And I look, I think it's mostly died off. This craze in the two thousands of like women making the announcements act like twelve year old boys is yes. the like wackiest thing. Yes. It's supposed to be this grand tournament on it. Her just handing it to him shouldn't be the motivation. Winning right. the thing should be the motivation, right. but yeah, exactly. they can't help themselves. It's it's, yeah, it's wild. Um,
0: at some point again, because it's two thousand six, they they plug uh Nacho Libre. <laughs> uh. Uh, a poison rana in 2006 is is an insane move. Yes, yes, he's not done regularly on dynamite at this point. Once it, a week, right? You know, I mean, even today when I like, a, oh, it's a cool move. It's yeah. it's still like a really cool move, but in 2006 it was like holy crap. Um, yeah, no, 100.
1: percent But did you know I mentioned dynamite? Man. This is big. This match is big. AEW vibes. You know when they do those yes. shitty tag battle royals where they, it's yes. not i want to make it clear this match is not shitty because the talent is amazing and yeah. like there's good stuff in it but it's also just like can you just like pick two more guys and have a good wrestling match? does yeah. it have to be a 16 man Would you not have made them pick two from a team even right like it, it, it's always such excess isn't it it's like yeah. bigger is better more is better well,
0: that was the whole confusing um, thing about the the world x cup concept because it was like there were singles matches but then it was a team concept but then and then and then yeah yeah it's just it's just all over the place uh, it looked like Sanjay, mole, uh legit hurt his ankle uh, on mm. his elimination. Um, the final two are Petey Williams and Puma. Uh, Petey hits the Canadian Destroyer and wins. And then we get uh, Big Sexy coming out. <laughs> <laughs> and he just jackknives the crap out of Puma uh, yes, and does. cuts a
1: promo <laughs> on the X Division. <laughs> yeah, so before we get to that, I, I must say I love the way that... Um... You know, the match ends and they, they throw up the graphic and it's like it's a tire. Yeah. And Mike today just can't fathom like, yeah, the what idea are we that this do? is do? Still... <laughs> yeah, it's like, Well you guys work the concept out, Mike. I don't know. It was always an option here, it was a possibility. But yeah. um I will say, Eric Young, you know, you talk about guys that like I mentioned there's this somebody just good at pro wrestling. Yeah. That- that dude just gets over, doesn't he? Like, yeah. he just gets over live Eric He's out here doing this comedy shtick as, like, a heel baby face. It's bizarre. <laughs> yeah. He's about to become be a big comedy character, and the people love him. Um, and it stands out in a match this where everyone's coming in and doing their coolest moves. Kevin Nash, at this time, is the greatest wrestler ever. Like, we born on, there is no debate. This version of Kevin Nash is peak, peak nonsense. He's great. He's one of my favorite
0: people in wrestling. Like, Kevin Nash is just, <laughs> he's so because he legitimately doesn't give a shit. <laughs> like it's all, you know, all about the money and the miles. <laughs> like it's a business but you know, straightforward and, and there's something something admirable about that in a way where it's like, you know, yeah, it's cool and all that but okay, what what's what's the money, you know, what, you know, what's the yeah. business end of it type thing. So
1: No, I agree. And I think this is a wonderful. I mean, this was ahead of its time in the sense that it's effectively a wrestling culture clash playing out on your screen, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you have everything you just said. At least fourteen of these sixteen guys are against. They stand for the opposite. You know, yeah. it's art form. You know, the the and look, I have. You know, it's their, it's their gig. Right. They can do what they want with it, but it fits, Kevin. It's it's way within his his lane, and it's you know I think it's creates some really fun stuff from what I from what I've seen and what I remember. Yes, so, yeah. No, this is stuff. the
0: whole paparazzi productions thing with Alex right. Shelley and stuff. So yes. yeah, that, there's some good stuff there.
1: Um, Which is perhaps the most like fondly remembered TNA bit ever. Like that still shows up on Twitter every week, yeah. right? The paparazzi production's thing. there. Yeah. So.
0: yeah. Uh, Borash interviews Joe. He's got a great line. He does, he says, I don't need to hold hands and sing Kumbaya to
1: kick some ass. And I'm like, perfect. Yeah, man. It's like Joe's such an anomaly because he's, if you just like, look at what he can do, you wouldn't think he'd be. Even here, he's a good promo, yeah. and obviously he ends up being like even leagues beyond this as a promo. Yes. But yes. I, he's a yes. Yeah, so, like so our co-main event here, which I would say either second or third for my favourite match of the night, yeah, behind the match we spoke about earlier. Yeah. So we have Jeff and Steiner against Sting and Joe, and I have to say, I this is going to sound ridiculous for me because I'm the biggest SmackDown fan, but mm-hmm. every single time I watch this version of Joe, at some point I'm like, wow, this guy's. He's just freaky. The way he can move is mm-hmm. unbelievable, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Especially with these three gentlemen who are obviously yes. like, they're getting up in age. Yes. So he looks even more incredible. Yes. This was fun. I enjoyed this a lot.
0: Oh yeah, sure. Uh, you, uh, Joe, uh, did a had a really nice article a few months back about Joe. I will, uh, mm-hmm. I will put the link in the video description so you guys can go check that out. Um,
1: I appreciate it, Chris. He's one of the few guys, as you know, that I. I remove all sense of objectivity
0: yes you know yes
1: <laughs> i just love game. Oh, and ones. we all have yeah.
0: those guys like
1: you have to man yeah, exactly. like, I, I think i feel like professionalism always gets the wrong in wrestling people look at that as being like unbiased and it's like no there's things you can be professional on you can have your favorites like rock with it it's fun it's wrestling yeah. you know it's it's completely subjective but yeah no, i appreciate this thanks joe did you have a ball bearing necklace back in the day
0: I I did not. No, I should have. I did. I should have. I did I did. Uh, but uh, that's what that's what the first thing jo- struck me when I saw Joe was a how how much. Look, he was never a small man, but he's considerably smaller than w- what he ended up. Is he looks kind of good here? by he like comparison, does. right? Like, <laughs> and to think that this version of the Joe is the is is like his body type at this point. Like mm-hmm. disqualified him from ever like from going to Vince. Right. Like imagine.
1: Yeah, it's weird, man. Eh? I, I don't know. It's uh it is striking. He's one of those guys that you, you think in your head has not got bigger and then you see him you go, oh, oh, he's got a lot bigger. <laughs> he yeah. looks very different. Yes. Here, yeah, he can um, he
0: can move here, man. It's incredible. So a lot has been said about Jeff Jarrett over the years, both good and bad. Yeah. Uh you mentioned it and I'm the same way. Uh and I think that's where my biggest up until recently uh, my biggest thing with Jeff has been is that that initial first few years of TNA when he was like people talk about Cody being Triple H and AEW like mm. Jeff Jarrett was literally like yeah. matching Triple H move for move you know whatever you know on the TNA side you know he had his own reign of terror going uh uh but I've I've over the last little little while i've kind of turned the corner on jeff like he's not all that bad
1: right <laughs> he's got a great no, kick all, uh his punch is yes. an all-time wrestling punch yes the biggest thing with jeff that i've always before and I, i'll stick with it and like he's not here but I, he's a great in-ring babyface. that just he very rarely allowed himself to be a baby mm-hmm. he wanted to be rick flair yes. you know and i I just I, I don't get that. I've never understood it. Mm-hmm. But this I mean he's good here. And yes. in addition, I actually think there's something positive about all these men here. So we've seen in AEW recently, Sting is a pretty selfless all-time guy. Yes. Right. Like he's pretty you know, he's pretty giving. And here mm-hmm. he does the right thing. He takes the heat and Joe can do the hot take. Mm-hmm. Thank the Lord. Because yes. that made sense this man. Yes. He's working hard, so he does a dive that Scott completely refuses to catch him on, which is hilarious. Now here's where I'm stunning myself for this because I we on the distraction reviewed a Steiner Joe match that was not very good. Mm-hmm. I thought their exchanges here were really fun. Yeah. I really enjoyed the point because I think Scott could pick his spots in attack. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a bummer to me. And you might be a I don't know, but you know he did the stuff with Pete Williams. Yes. Did they have like a prolonged tag run? Because that feels like the perfect role for him looking I back at can do all the work. But, but yes, yes. Right.
0: That, if they didn't, they should have. Because
1: Yeah. Because yeah. I know that he, he has tag runs in TNA with Rick Steiner, which isn't going to do the work for him, obviously. And Booker, who in TNA, Booker just did not care. No. So it's like I looked at him here and thought, this is perfect with Scott. He can come in, do a couple of suplexes, get out, catch his breath. He was yeah. good here, man. This was yeah. a fun match. I enjoyed it a lot. No, I, I enjoy,
0: like I said, Scott. <laughs> Uh, Scott's one of those guys, especially here. I mean, young Scott Steiner is is a completely different animal, but but Big Papa Pump Scott Steiner is is one of my favorite yeah, characters, and I don't mean like a TV character, just a character in general. Like his his overall demeanor in and out of the ring is just he. I mean, how can you not like he's he's insane,
1: unpredictable, like <laughs> we talk about this a lot, right? This idea. How many guys in wrestling play crazy? 101, right? Yeah. There's a thousand of them. Yeah. But there's this thing that you can't teach, and it's this element of danger. Mm-hmm. And what it effectively translates to if you're sitting in the front row, how scared are you? Listen, man. If Scott Steiner comes out and I'm in the front row, I'm I'm chilling. I'm not doing enough. No, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to no. shout nothing at that man. And that's the beauty of it, right? There's just, there's an authenticity to it. So yeah. even as he physically, I mean, he's you know, he's a shell of a shell here, and he gets yes. worse as it goes, obviously, yeah. but the one thing i will say for scott he never lacked effort did he yeah he no. always tries his mm-hmm. best. he's just he's limited unfortunately yeah. he's
0: what he is. uh but yeah no i i, I enjoy this match I, i'm with you i think this is probably my favorite match on the card behind the the aj tag um but joe gets the win he hits a muscle buster on on jeff and man do i miss that move
1: yeah it's cool move, man <laughs> That's an it's awesome right, move. it was especially here I was convinced that, like, something, some bullshit was going to happen. And this was the right finish. I was yes. like, oh, good yeah. stuff. My my 2006 brain, Rich Redfield, was like, good job, TNA. <laughs> like, exactly. Even though I know it leads to nothing. I was right. like, good job, TNA, right. good job. But yeah, that's no, um, a great move. Awesome. And then
0: there's a post-match angle. Uh, Sting, uh, you know, sticks his hand out for handshake and initially Joe kind of brushes him off, but eventually they shake hands. Joe leave, leaves up the ramp, and then uh, Steiner and Jarrett um, come back in the ring. They uh, hit hit Sting with a steel chair, and they do a beat down. And and Joe, mm-hmm. they play the is Joe gonna go save him? You know, maybe a, for a bit too long. Like it seemed like it was, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was going on for quite. It's <laughs> like, come on, dude. Like you know what's going on. Either go help him or don't. But just make up your mind. Uh, eventually, he he elects not to go help Sting, uh, and uh, they end up. You know. It, you got to break a guitar. It's Jeff Jarrett. So they, they hit sing with a guitar and then the baby faces uh, <laughs> empty out, including the James gang, which again, from earlier, kind there of you was go. like. Yeah. So.
1: But. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wasn't sure about this angle. I, so I, I guess this is one that, without context, is hurt, obviously, right? So yeah. I guess this is like Joe has been a heel. And this is that kind of bridge, I guess, he's and they're not quite going like, to away. Yeah, I,
0: I think he's kind of a tweener. Like, he's just going to kick whoever, right. ever asses in front of him. And he doesn't yeah. really care about anything else. He just wants to beat people up, and then, you know, mm.
1: so... Yeah, it's interesting. I, I mean, I know that TNA, and this is giving him way too much credit, but I'll do it anyway. They eventually revisit these two, Sting and Joe, with that whole respect dynamic. Yeah, right where you know and obviously that somehow he's to Sting winning but I don't uh, Yeah, <laughs> I'm not here to criticise 2008 booking I'm here to criticise 2006 so I'll leave that but I think I think they I'll say this much I think they did a really nice job with the Sting character mm-hmm. in TNA where he was this kind of you know Bavaria Justin and all that good stuff but he wasn't they couldn't use him as a mute because he was useless in that point yeah. you know they, they needed him at all and I think this is his best promo work he's probably here in, in TNA so yeah I I can't really judge the angle about seeing where it goes, but it's an idea at least. I'm I'm yeah. kind of for it. Like, like the concept of it, you know? Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, then we're we're to our main event. Uh Borash interviews Christian Christian Cage before uh before the match. Um so I guess Christian and Abyss wrestled at lockdown. Christian won the match, but after the match, uh Abyss uh pulled out a chain and strangled uh Christian with it and stole the belt. Uh mm. and has had it ever since. Um so Christian is still the champion but he didn't have the belt. Um It's a fine promo from Christian. Uh all the he plays all the hits that he uh, at the time in 2006 right. uh talking about the peeps and finishes with that's how I roll. Uh It it was uh, I'm glad he was able to come to TNA in this era and have this run as a, as a top guy in the promotion. It's Um, honestly
1: one of my favorite. So Christian, I think 99 percent fan, and rightly so. When you say Christian, they think of obnoxious heel Christian, which he's, he's brilliant at obviously, but I must say, I've always loved baby face kind of ace Christian. Mm. I loved it. Even when he did it on ECW, that stuff has aged incredibly well. Mm. Um, and it's nice that I'm with you. It's more of almost like, I like, good for him, man. Like he's, he's got the show here. He's he's almost, you know, he's the center not even almost, he is the centrepiece here. Before Angle gets there. He's he's the guy. I will say I didn't watch it before we did this, but I wanna say that Steel Cage match was pretty was pretty strong yes. that these two had. I believe he does a frog splash off the top of the cage. Right. I think that's how he wins. And I, I wanna say that that was very much a um you know, this is 12 petabus a year time. So like I, yeah. I get the sense that that was oh, we can easily run this thing. You know, they did yeah. the angle afterwards, they were confident. I think it's not a bad match, this is it by any means. They work hard, it's fine. It never quite clicks for me as like, oh, now we're rocking. It's just it's hard hitting it's good. It you know? It feels it's- like it felt to me because so it
0: what it, it's a full mellow mayhem, which is essentially a TLC match. Yeah. And I had to... I finished watching this pay-per-view yesterday. In the middle of this match, I had to pause it to go do something. And when I hit pause, I noticed that there were seven minutes left in the show. And I'm like... <laughs> Did something run long? Like...
1: Maybe it was the PT thing. We have to replay that match. Maybe it was that.
0: It could be, because... Mm. And if that's the case, like, look, you just gotta tell, take the L at that point. <laughs> like you can't take time away from your main event to, to reshow the uh, ending of a match that ultimately doesn't
1: matter. It's uh, definitely after what happened in the Gauntlet match. It didn't mean a thing. Yeah. It was completely irrelevant. Yeah, so
0: again, that, that falls into that LOL TNA category. But yeah, this this match never really get, gets cooking. Like, it feels like uh, you're building... It feels like they're building and then all of a sudden it's over. Like, it's it's very, very weird yeah. in taste. Yeah, um, it's,
1: it has all of the nice kind of Christian, you know, laddered elements of where he, his brain is just obviously incredible for wrestling, but it doesn't have the connective tissue, does it? It's just like, here's a cool Christian idea. Here's another one. Here's yeah. Abyss doing some crazy things. Like, he one thing that did shock me, you know, they did like the towel of the table, that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Abyss, 11 year pro, Christian cage, 12 year pro, yeah. nearly knocked me out of my chair. Yeah. 11 years in Abyss was at this point. I mean, yeah. that's staggering. That's yeah. incredible.
0: Yeah, um, it was okay. I liked it. I don't know if it was the ladders they had or if it was, you know, the the inferior production. Uh but part of the ladder match what makes it is the sound that they make when a body hits them. Yeah. They did the spot where they tilt the, the ladder in the corner and Abyss ends up throwing Christian onto one and it doesn't make a peep. Like it, he could have landed on a pillow.
1: It, it really, you know, we had the conversation earlier about it not looking big time. Uh-huh. Boy, this ladder match really, it captured that. Like, yeah. it, all of it just feels so, I don't know, man. It, I, I agree with you. It's almost like an attention to detail was lacking. Like yeah. You know, it feels like it's poorly minor. And the saddest part of that is, is these guys really beat each other up some. You know, they take some horrible. The one that Christian takes... When the ladder's tilted and he tries to like land on the ropes, yeah. he just falls completely. Yeah, that was a brutal. That was bro. weird. Christian that, that... was working so hard here. Yeah, Hard. Um, it was tough. He uh he
0: misses a frog splash and eats eats ladder. Um, mm-hmm. he eventually gets the chain and he's hanging abyss with it, but then abyss pulls it and he, again, like he there's two s- tables set up side by side, but he only goes through one and hits a chair that was on top of the one that he went through. Yeah. Um. He hits an imprittier on abyss uh, on a ladder, and then James Mitchell brings in the thumbtacks, um, <laughs> and like takes a urinagi on thumbtacks. Like, all right, yes. <laughs> sure. sure, sure, James, man. yeah, works, whatever man. you want to do, yeah. Um, but then yeah, I do He, he, it, gets, he hits did you the... think
1: by the way that go ahead? Go ahead. No, I'm just Finish going to
0: the, match, the... Right. Uh, he. Christian uh, hits a frog splash off the ladder through a table and then climbs back up and retrieves the belt and Christian retains right.
1: the title. Yeah, and they did the little deal with the baby face, kind of uh, should he shouldn't here. It, you know, it was all fun. But yeah. I, did you, you know that bump you mentioned on the table where he missed the one table land landed on the chair? It was like, I couldn't fathom that Christian would mess up his landing that much. It was almost like he meant to do it that way. It was bizarre, right? and The chair was yeah. like... It was, it, i couldn't figure because it looked oh it looked like it really hurt something
0: you know yeah. i don't know
1: yeah yeah i don't know yeah i'm not
0: sure between that and like uh, you said, was...
1: that, that 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 spot
0: where he, he straddles the ropes i was like he how did he yeah. not blow his groin out on that because he it did it did not look good. at work
1: everyone man at work <laughs> exactly. everyone, right? That's the exactly thing. exactly he was trying here like i think this was it was definitely not a case of you know if you watch some of these like I mentioned WCW, if you watch some of those WW people, it's like oh man these main events suck this wasn't that like no, this, these no. guys worked hard it just felt like it never it never you know that happens yeah. sometimes right yeah. I think if we maybe have watched the cage match we'd both be like ah oh, now that's what, that was a better example like mm-hmm. um, Abyss I mean
0: tried his best at every this, point right he always this is my, my favorite version of Abyss because he gets I mean it gets really yes. just not good in later years but but this sure (laughs) (laughs) this version the first few years of tna is is when people would be you know fantasy book like him coming over and and wrestling taker or something like that like this is this is the version Mm -hmm. of Abyss they're talking about
1: no i agree because he has a mistake right it isn't where it's like it gets i mean we agreed earlier it was kind of camp at this point but it gets real goofy soon so no i agree i thought this was fine i mean it's, um, it was a show when we did this. I was like, "Oh, Christian's babyface champion." I was like, "Oh, it's a it's a TLC match for beers." It wasn't what I wanted, but it was good. Yeah. They worked on yeah, so
0: <clears throat> so yeah. I, I overall I I enjoyed this. Um, I uh, yeah, I I thought this was this was a good good show. Like, it wasn't there was nothing on it that was offensive. Like,
1: yeah, I agree. Yeah, you know, no, I completely agree. I it was. There were flaws, very obvious flaws, but that's wrestling. Yes. You know, I thought everyone worked hard. The one thing that was really clear: there was still real optimism around the promotion mm-hmm. this time. Everyone was trying to really make this work, and you know, I think the talent did the best they could. I mean, some of the concepts and stuff—you roll your eyes, but it was a good show. I, I
0: was like, I was really pulling for TNA at this point because I was, you know, I was one of those those smarks back in the day that was was hated John Cena. Like I, I couldn't mm. stand John Cena, um, uh, probably because one of those guys that, that can you know we talked about having those blinders for certain guys. Two of my guys at at that point in like late you know in oh five oh six was was Jericho right. and Christian, and he bo- Jer- Cena be both those guys, <laughs> yes. and I'm like, yeah. well screw this guy, like yeah yeah, uh, so I I was really pulling for TNA to be. You know something something really great and you know at times it was good and all mm-hmm. other times it was not
1: but for the most part it was it was okay so look man i will say this much like you know obviously it's a different time for tna now but i do think it's nice watching these to know that like they, you know they find steady ground again right Like look i mean tv viewership wise they're obviously they're so they're way right. off the scale right but like they're relevant again and people still working there and having doing good stuff. Like, at least it isn't a completely tragic tale. It's more of a what could have been. They've you know, survived. That, that's fine. I mean, we can live with that. Like, through exactly. it all, yeah. Yeah. they've survived by, yeah, Hitler, by look, man, I mean Ring of Honor started the same year, and they're stronger than Ring of Honor right now. Right? They're way more relevant and they're more prominent. So that it could be way worse. Because frankly. Yeah there's a lot of reasons to suggest they shouldn't exist at all at this point. Yeah. So as you say, they survived and, and that makes these easy to watch for me. Cause it's like, oh, it could have been, but at least they still, they yes. still carry on, man. Maybe yes. one day, right. Maybe one day they'll, <laughs> they'll tick all the boxes and they'll be the winner. <laughs> right. but, but now they're still in the game. All right. Yeah. Uh, Joe, where can people find you, man? Well, I mean, that's a, it's a loaded question at this point. I don't really know, but you can flightful.com. Uh, you'll see the distraction there when it's posted, which is a podcast yes. to do with my, my good friend Jeremy Lambert, who famously uh, fake won the draft that we did on this channel with, with Chris. yeah, you know, it was a complete fraudence, but I will not. Oh, yeah. it. Um, Twitter at Joe Holbert for you know, less silly tweets than than it used to be, but still very silly. Uh, and all well, that because if you get it's too silly people now,
0: you know? people don't know what right. when you're joking or not even when you're clearly oh tell me
1: about it <laughs> <laughs> it gets real aggressive sometimes Creed. you're right but yeah yes. it's, uh, i'm always glad i want it man. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun Talk about some some random pages that i haven't seen in time like it's good to go um, to memory lane that's fine
0: they uh yeah no you and jeremy i i enjoy everything you guys do uh I, I take great pride that that I made my contributions to BPW by naming uh Sherlex Holmes. Uh <laughs> yes, that was great. Yeah, that was really cool. That's good. I'm like, yes, they used it. All right. Uh pat myself on the back for that one. Um <laughs> so yeah, they they're on Twitch all you know, they do Twitch streams throughout the week, but their their main show's on Thursday afternoon at three PM Eastern. You can check out and it it's it's funny. This this past week was Epic uh man. It was, it was something, man. It was, you, it was something. It was. Jeremy's insane. Like, let's just
1: let's just call it what it is. What? Again, Look, I, I remember a time. Yeah, man. Cool course I remember a time where he was, you know, and hey, I do want to do on camera. It's like, bro, that guy's he's off the rails. He's doing visual. Video. I don't even know what he's doing. 99% of the time, Chris. I just show up and see what he's up to. So no, it's a fun show. Uh, you know, it's been nice connect to people like yourself for it. And it's like, if we didn't do that much yeah. to me, we already winning, you know, like it's, exactly. it's cool. I'm happy with it.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, you can find me on Twitter at i as Chris, uh, please go ahead and like this video and subscribe to the channel. If you haven't already, uh, I'm trying to get up to 100 subscribers. So please help me out on that front. Uh, you can also find the audio, uh, on whatever podcast platform you desire. um, And yeah, until next time, guys, see ya.